part two of session 24, and we're going to end up talking about the Orion's influence and 1950s contacts. Let's go. So in the last video, we talked about the last couple of thousand years where Yahweh was trying to create some modifications in humanity and they were trying to help with the dissemination of the law one by different means. But of course, they found resistance and the Orion group found fertile soil to make their moves and create even more negative polarity, which they accomplished really, really well. So. Uh, we're going to finish up talking about the Orion group in this session, and then we're going to end up talking about the 1950s contact, which actually started everything in the Confederation, given the information the way they did. And of course, the channeling of Ra and everything else that still goes on today, believe it or not, thanks to the LNL research and other people. So let's go to the rest of the session in Question 24.11, where Don says, very good. Did the Orion group use similar methods for their impression 3,600 years ago? Ra says the group or empire had an emissary in your skies at that time. Don says, can you describe that emissary? Ra says the emissary was of your fiery nature, which was hidden by the nature of clouds in the day this was to obliterate the questions of those seeing such a vehicle and to make it consonant with the with these entities concept of what you may call the creator don says and then how was the impression of information or information passed on to the entities after they saw this fiery cloud ra said by thought transfer and by the causing of fiery phenomena and other events to appear as being miraculous through the use of thought form. So in the last video, we covered how these thought forms were used in Ezekiel's vision, the wheel within the wheel uh, reference that they made. And something very similar is happening here as the Orion group was contacting uh, the people to create their own philosophy and to give this um, this type of information. So uh, the one that they're talking about was of a fiery nature. And there's that was the appearance that was giving to kind of conceal the way that the vehicle was causing this. You can see this as technology being used and hidden from the people so they couldn't see something that made too much sense and it was more mystical and miraculous. So it's almost like if we would go now with our technology and impress people who have not been in contact with humans for a long time and we can impress them and it would look like we were gods or uh, witch, witches or sorcerers or something like that. I don't know. They would see it as magical. So the same thing was happening back then. And this was the best way for them to cause the influence. Now, remember the idea and think about the nature of human mind. If you are going to imprint information on them, specific information that has 
a direction, which is the negative philosophy. You have to do it in a way that you can uh, deceive the entity into believing that they're getting information that is good for them because they are usually of a positive um, direction. And that's how the Orion group worked. So they had to be very careful to conceal themselves in, in a way that not only would they give, they would give them away, but also that they would give them information that they thought they wanted, that they thought they were looking for. So there's a little trick here that the Orion group has to add as opposed to the Confederation, because the Confederation just gives information, not that it can be corrupted, <laughs> because it did. Um, but we're going to find out more as to how the Orion group's efforts were kind of meh, to put a very colloquial term, not very, um, not very professional, I guess. Um, so Don says now, then were there any prophets that we have now recorded that sprung from this era or soon after it? Ra says, those of the empire were not successful in maintaining their presence for long after the approximate 3000 date in your history and were perforce left with the decision to physically leave the skies. The so-called prophets were often given mixed information, but the worst that we, that the Orion group could do was to cause these prophets to speak of doom, as prophecy in those days was the occupation of those who loved their fellow beings and wished only to be of service to them and to the creator. This puts more into context what I was saying before of how they would have to give information that kind of had like a Trojan horse in it so people would feel they were getting right information. And you can see it here as the prophets back then, they just wanted to be of service to others and they would uh, do prophecy for things that will happen or may happen. And because they were spoken of doom and despair, and which is classic of the Orion group or negative entities in general, that's the direction, that's the worst they could do and create this idea that there was something um, terrible in the future happening. Uh, prophecy, of course, has been an issue in uh, this kind of channeling for the same reasons, because you cannot accurately describe the future, um, even though there are some very strange um, um, uh, prophets that have described the future in different ways and they've gotten really close but that has to do more with the Akashic records as say Edgar Cayce uh, allegedly had or actually by the raw group they said they um, he did and there are others that had this access but in any case what the Orion group tried to do kind of failed in that regard because uh, people were very positively oriented and that's the worst they could do back then. So, Don says now, could you tell me if you're saying the Orion group was successful in polluting, shall we say, some of the positively oriented prophets with messages of doom? And Ross says, this is correct. Your next query shall be the last full query uh, for this session. And Don says, could you tell me why the Orion group had to leave after I believe it figures to be a 600 year period why they had to vacate Ra says although the impression that they had given to those who called them was that these entities were an elite group that which you know as diaspora occurred causing much dispersion of these peoples so that they became an humbler and more honorable breed 
less bellicose and more aware of the loving kindness of the one creator. The creation about them tended towards being somewhat bellicose, somewhat oriented towards the enslavement of others, but they themselves, the target of the Orion group by means of their genetic superiority weakness, became what you may call the underdogs, thereby letting the feelings of gratitude for their neighbors, their family, and their one creator begin to heal the feelings of elitism which led to the distortions of power over others which had caused their own bellicosity. So, the information was imprinted well on these people and they were, um, they were leaning towards this type of behaviors, but because of diaspora and just spreading out of them, it didn't allow for them to create these groups or elites as the Orion group was intending to have. And this was the end of that possibility of creating this, uh, this elites as they usually want to create. And well, they tried and did create now, as we can see in the world. Um, but even though there was this, um, uh, this uh, this leaning, like I said, towards bellicosity and negative-oriented behaviors, because they were more dispersed. Now they were also more uh, friendly to others and more, I guess, gra uh, grateful of being in the position that they were. So that's what happened, and there was definitely a um, like Don asked in the previous question an attempt to distort this type of um, positive information, as we can see. That's the best they could do. Uh, there is, of course, say, uh, a great example is what Moses had to deal with. That was the Orion group, giving him information about the Ten Commandments and other things to um, to influence its own his own uh, belief system so it was more negative oriented even though it wasn't directly uh, negative but it distorted it's almost like you know destroying the sandcastle <laughs> or changing the sandcastle you know from uh, from the original creator of that uh, structure say you know which was just the uh, the law of one teachings so that's what the Orion group did back then. This is what they try to do again with the bigger uh, um, entities that they created. We talked about that before as well. And because of just the future, the destiny of these entities, it didn't fall into, um, I guess, fertile soil in this case for the creation of the elite. All right, let's go to the last question where Don, this is actually part of book five. This wasn't published in the first books, the original books because they took away information that was not relevant to the law of one history and so on and you can see why and this is why i wanted to end the session talking about this because it actually circles back into the raw material and everything else that has been transpiring now and i'll give my conclusions out of this so we can have something practical out of this as usual all right so don says i would really be interested to know if Dwight Eisenhower met with either the Confederation or the Orion Group during the 1950s or that time. Ra says, the one of which you speak met with thought forms which are indistinguishable from third density. This was a test. We, the Confederation, wish to see 
what would occur if this extremely positively oriented and simple congenial person with no significant distortions towards power happen across peaceful information and the possibilities which might append therefrom. This is incredible to get this information about Eisenhower, the president of the United States, who was, this is something that we knew for a while in, uh, in other information, not from the raw material, of course, but from other sources, that Eisenhower actually had meetings with what we call ETs. I don't like that term. I like um, high, uh, different interdimensional beings that are not ETs. ETs to me has gotten a connotation that is kind of uh, even goofy for people to talk about and it doesn't really describe interdimensional beings as people uh, from from other dimensions are or entities from other dimensions are so again but let's use the ET term because it's very associated with the 1950s UFOs Eisenhower in this case and this is what the Confederation tried to do. It was the Confederation who contacted Eisenhower because they saw this extremely positively oriented and simple congenial person with no significant distortion towards power. What would happen if he would come across peaceful information and the possibilities which might append therefrom? Knowing that there are other entities out there, um, his grand uh, daughter, uh, I believe, or great-granddaughter, uh, Laura Eisenhower, very known uh, astrologist in this era. Go check her out if you don't know who she is. She's actually talked about this, about her, uh, her great-grandfather, Eisenhower, Dwight Eisenhower, and how he was contacted by these beings. So what happened was, and we'll explain a little bit more because Ra has something else to say, is that the Confederation contacted him to see how he could deal with this information, him being the President of the United States, none other, and in the 50s where everything was starting, everything or things were exacerbating, extremely um, accelerating towards the new era that we're living right now. It all started started after World War II. Remember, Eisenhower was a general then. Uh, so this is very, very important, a crucial time actually. Uh, for the turn that we took in society and the global agenda that we now know. So, without getting too further into that, I'm going to read the last part of what Ra says uh, in this question. And they say, We discovered that this entity did not feel that those under his care could deal with the concepts of other beings and other philosophies. Thus, an agreement reached then allowed him to go his way. Ourselves... To do likewise in a very quiet campaign as we have heard you call it be continued alerting your peoples to our presence gradually events have overtaken this plan events have overtaken this plan a couple of things to take out of here first eisenhower said i don't think people are ready i don't know i'm not going to judge him for that Maybe people weren't, and that's just, you know, the turns that we take. And I know some people might say, oh, my God, why did you have to say that? Because the Confederation was coming here to say, hey, can we show ourselves? Can we start telling people, you know, woohoo, we made it. Four densities here. Let's cheer up. And Eisenhower said, ah, they're probably not ready. So what happened was that they, um, they would draw themselves. They, uh, Eisenhower went his way, as they said. 
and they tried to continue alerting your peoples of their presence gradually. This happened through the context that we know in channeling. W.B. Smith research. Um, then came the LNL research. Don Elkin was very interested. Remember, he started around late 50s, early 60s to get involved with all this information. And he started doing all this channeling and doing some scientific research. History that it's uh, out of the scope of this video. But this is where it all started. These channelings. The Confederation started giving this information and imprinted this information through channels. And it has continued up to today. You can still find transcripts from the meditations that they do at the LNL Research in Kentucky, USA. And you can see this. I like the word that they say events have overtaken this plan. Other things that happened was that the UFO abductions, because of information war, you can see that once the, um, I will use the term ETs, started coming again here in the 1950s, the governments, secret governments, of course, and the elites that exist, that elite that came out from the Orion Group's philosophies, they started suppressing this information or misguiding people into what was actually happening. These UFO abductions were actually positive for the majority of them. The majority, if not all of them, have been positive. The negative abductions have been the ones conducted by the secret government or the military industrial complex, which created this to scare people. For people, the neurosis that creates, I mean, you can have a hundred positive interventions and you just have one negative and people will freak out. That's what happened. They were very much aware of this. They were in control of population. Here is where, and I apologize to get too deep into what happened to uh, society back then, but this is where um, everything got corrupted from our food industry. So we started getting this chemical war to suppress natural human um, development and other capabilities. They started suppressing the mind with entertainment and other venues to create distractions and so on. We started getting more and deeper into the religious conflicts. Like we, uh, we weren't already done with all that. And we started getting just information that would taint every possible way for us to open up to seeking the one creator, our own creator. And of course the uninevitable uh, or inevitable uh, connection with interdimensional beings. So this is part uh, of the rent that I had for the 1950s contact because this is when the interdimensional beings came and said, hey, let's have some fun, things are good, you know, you guys can benefit from a lot of what we have to say, but they, um, knowing what had happened in the past, they said, okay, if this is not the right time, then we're just going to do telepathically as they have been doing. So um, I'll bring this back to the conclusions, which I kind of gave up already. <laughs> so um, let's go back to the last question, actually, which I just wanted to add here, where Don says, the only other question that went with that is, was there a crash spaceship? And are there small bodies now stored in our military installations? And Ra's answer is phenomenal. They say, we do not wish to infringe upon your future. Gave we, gave we you this information, we might be giving you more than you can appropriately deal with in the time and space-time nexus of your present somewhat model configuration of military and intelligence thought. 
Therefore, we shall withhold this information. The law of confusion. They didn't want to give information of something that was cooking, brewing, 1981, with the military industrial complex and the intelligence that was being formed back then um, that we now know as the secret space program and other secret uh, programs that were conducted at the time. This is the crash, of course, of Roswell and other uh, crashes because there were many. If you think Roswell was the first one, or actually the only one, uh, you would be mistaken. There have many reports and people who have worked in retrieving this um, uh, this crash. I believe William Tompkins was one of them involved, very known, uh, but I digress. The point is that Ra didn't want to give that information. This is how they presented, and in saying so, they're kind of saying, yes, it did happen. <laughs> we just don't want to give you information about that, but it did happen, and they do have that stuff. So, uh, again, that's just my speculation. They didn't say that, but if you read it, make up your own conclusions as usual. I'm just giving you my interpretation. So, that's it. That's all we got for session 24. My conclusions on this... Now that we know the whole process of how the Confederation have been trying to help from the beginnings of just saying, hey, we're here, we're a spaceship, we do this, to building the pyramids, to giving us the law of one, to trying really, really hard to not cause more distortions in humanity, we are at the point where we can only communicate with them telepathically. I don't believe they're going to show up because they know the impact that they may have giving the society's uh, direction that we have in our own collective consciousness being very much suppressed to the idea of, um, of interdimensional beings as they were. You can see this as how much people, and this is something that shocks me because there are so many professionals out there, archaeologists, biologists, scientists, uh, or scientists in general, who believe and know about uh, UFOs and ETs and interdimensional beings and whatever you want to call them, just life out of this planet. But they're very, very, very uh, self-aware of the mockery that comes out of believing and talking about green little man. This goes to more intellectual um, understandings that we can possibly imagine. But people are just afraid and rightly so because they are afraid of uh, being ashamed uh, or embarrassed by their colleagues and so on some of them kind of talk about it openly but there's still some some fear even David Wilcock who has been somebody who I've followed for a long time shows that uh, fear of talking about directly of say the raw contact as something legit or something that is obvious to him, who believes very strongly when he speaks publicly, he kind of disguises himself. Even though he's a great proponent of the law of one, and it's, like he says, it's the foundation of all his work, um, when he talks about it, there's still a fear. And I'm not uh, criticizing or judging at all David Wilcock. I love him for that. But you can see what I'm trying to make sense here is that you can see there's a fear outside in the world of talking about this stuff. But it is there. And it's those who are trying to give us, or some of the many, the Confederation has been here for thousands of years. All they want to do is give us the law of one, which is their way of saying we are all one. 
you should seek love because we are on the path of converting into a fourth density planet which is based on the heart so that's my conclusion there just keep seeking you don't have to seek the confederation you have to seek your heart in this way which is all that translates into in the end so that's it that's all i got for session 24 in the next session we're going to cover more about this uh, first book as don continues to wrap up the content that he had in mind and just a little personal information here this would be the last session recorded in my underground cave provisional cave for the past couple of months next time it's going to be uh sometime in my future in my time space <laughs> not in yours it's going to be next week of course as you see this it's going to be a different environments things are going to change and hopefully a different energy and environment here so just wanted to add that thank you so much for watching as usual all the description or the links are in the description box if you're new subscribe and in any case i'll see you next week thank you for watching and i'll see you then